0: How's it going Bears fans? Welcome back to the Bear Down podcast where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today we're going to be breaking down the Chicago Bears loss uh, to the New Orleans Saints in overtime as the Bears drop to five and three and the New Orleans Saints move on to five and two. Uh, There's a lot to break down in this game. Uh, Obviously, it was a very emotional game uh, for us, especially we have a lot to talk about in this one. But before we get off to that. Uh, I am joined by my co-hosts, Parshot and Jalen McClinton. Uh, I am, my name is Zach Rimbos. I'm the head edio, video and editor uh, for here, here at Bear Down. Uh, but Pars and Jalen, how are you both doing today?
1: Uh, I'm not happy about that game at all, I can't lie. Um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I really wanted the Bears to win that one. I thought it was in our reach. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever get this close to coming to a win against the Saints. And uh, we should have pulled it out. Uh, they didn't. And uh, we'll get into it as this podcast goes on.
2: I'm not that upset uh, about this game, just because if, if we would have lost in regulation, I, I would have been upset. But this game went to overtime when this game wasn't supposed to go to overtime. The Bears offense didn't play that well in the second half after coming out hot. Um, But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little upset because we had a chance in overtime to win the game. But uh, I'm not that mad uh, as I would be if we lost in regulation.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I uh, that put a taint on the rest of my night, to be honest. Um, and, you know, honestly, right now I'm kind of irate. Uh, so before we get into uh, the stats, I kind of just want to say something. Uh, this may be emotions just talking, but watching that game made me realize that Matt Nagy and Nick Foles are severely failing this team. Uh, you bench your young quarterback to bring in the guy who is supposed to be the savior of this offense. Uh, don't get me wrong, the line has been bad this year, and we unfortunately have lost most of our stars on the line. But the next guy stood up today, and they gave a push up front for some of the game. David Montgomery was able to finally get somewhat of a push for rushing yards, and Nick Foles is out here taking sacks on plays where Mitch scrambles for a first down or at least some positive yardage. Matt Nagy, not only are your players unbelievably disciplined, Javon Wims today, uh, which I om- we're going to talk about that later, but. Uh, Our defensive penalties all season long, you fail to see that you're the problem. Mitch was playing better than Nick Foles when he was pulled from quarterback, plain and simple. You are failing this team, Matt Nagy, and if you don't start opening up your eyes to that, this Bears team will not finish the season with a good record. Now we have to look forward to facing the Titans next week, who lost today, but we can expect this horrible game planning that Matt Nagy has brought to continue into next week. So let's just let's just get into the stats right here. Drew Brees, uh, thirty-one completions for forty-one on forty-one attempts, two hundred and eighty yards, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and got sacked one time. Alvin Kamara had twelve carries for sixty-seven yards, uh, zero touchdowns for the, their rushing. Uh, New Orleans receiving. Uh, Alvin Kamara led the receiving core with nine receptions for ninety-six yards. A uh, ridiculous game for him and, and both uh, the dual-threat running back that we know he is. We knew going into this game uh, that we we're going to have to shut him down, and we didn't. Uh, Jerry Cook had five receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Taysom Hill also had a touchdown, two receptions for 30 yards. <clears throat> uh, Drew, Bum- Drew I'm sorry, Drew Brees fumbled one time. Alvin Kamara f- fumbled one time. Uh, in- Oded, um excuse me. Uh, sorry. I mean, no, no, no. Never mind. Uh, sorry, we're just gonna keep going. Uh, so, New Orleans defensive uh, Gardner Johnson leads uh, with to nine total tackles. Lattimore with eight, uh, Malcolm Jenkins with eight, and that'll about do it. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore had one interception as well. Bears Nick Foles uh, twenty eight completions for, on forty one attempts, two hundred seventy two yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, had was sacked five times for thirty nine yards. David Montgomery had 21 carries for 89 yards. Uh, uh, Chicago receiving Allen Robinson had six receptions, 87 yards and a touchdown. Anthony Miller had eight receptions for 73 yards. Darnell Mooney had five receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. David Montgomery caught two receptions for 16 yards. Uh, Roquan Smith led the Chicago defensive with 11 total tackles. Following that, Danny Trevathan with nine and Deshaun Gibson with eight. Um, and we had no interceptions. But, boy, I mean, I, there's so much to break down in this game. Uh, Cairo Santos, I do want to say before we go on, uh, was three for three. Uh, he was amazing this game, seriously kept us in this game with this awful offense. Uh, and, not, I mean, going. we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but um, there's a lot to break down. Parth and Jalen, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and just break down how you guys were feeling about at the end of the game there and your, your raw emotions. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, going into this game, I I didn't have much hope. But, you know, every single Bears game somehow turns into a one-possession game, uh, no matter how. Um, And I thought at the end we should have pulled this one out, or at least in the second half. This offense was trending down basically the whole second half at one point. um, You know, I think a lot of us were calling for Mitch Trubisky to come back into the game, I think. Uh, at the end of the day, he has the ability to scramble out of the pocket. Um, at the end, I thought the offensive line played a lot, lot better today. Uh, at the end of the day, you know David Montgomery had had 90 yards rushing against the Saints' rushing defense, which has been top five in the league. I'm pretty sure. So for Montgomery to have a productive game, that means that we were getting some push up front. And uh, I think Nick Foles definitely let us down in the second half. The first half, he was making some of the some of the throws. I mean that throw to Darnell Mooney. And then that that touchdown throw to Allen Robinson was beautiful. I thought that was our best drive of the game. But besides that, we didn't have much offense if we look into it. Matt Nagy has got to get something going. Uh, I don't think he's doing a really good job with this offense at all Uh, to score again. 23 points is not it, especially in this new league where every team's basically putting up 30 a week. If we look at the box scores of every other game, you see 30s across the board. And the Bears, I don't think can score 30 points to save their lives at this point. Uh, I think uh, a lot of us want to see Trubisky. I think we can get the RPO going more. Uh, The run pass option should have been implemented into this game as fast as we could. I mean, in the second half, we were able to run the ball. I don't know why we didn't run a lot more play actions, a lot more misdirections to try to get guys open downfield. We just couldn't. Uh, And then uh, Nick Foles, again, he never... I, one thing I've seen about Nick Foles is he does not throw across the line of scrimmage as much. I mean, not the line of scrimmage, the first down marker. Uh, a lot of third downs, uh, third and fours, third and sixes. He'd be dumping it across for a couple yards, and it would never be across the the line, the, the first down line, which we need to start doing. We got to push the ball across the line, and Nick Foles wasn't doing that. It, it definitely did not help the Bears today. Um, I thought the defense and held it up pretty well against his offense uh we said alvin kamara would be a force out of the backfield r- running the ball and receiving the ball that he's he's been insane all year i think the bears did a pretty good job at controlling him especially in the second half when the game got a lot closer and tighter on the defensive side of the ball
2: uh like i said before i wasn't really upset um well i'm not really upset about this game i'm, I'm upset but not as much as i would be like i said if, we, if this ended in regulation first off start coming to this game um I was—I'm not gonna say confident because we were playing the Saints uh, and we were coming off a horrible loss to the Rams, who just got blown out by the by the Miami Dolphins. Like literally, they got blown out. Jared Goff uh, turned over the ball four times. So, um, you know, I was didn't have that much confidence. But, like, right after the first half, uh, we were up thirteen to ten, um, or something like that. And that's because the defense played soft coverage uh, on the last drive for, for the Saints going into the uh, going into halftime. So. Um, I wasn't really confident, but I definitely feel like we, we could beat this team, you know, if we got pressure on Drew B's, um, who really just checked checked it down the whole game. Like, I don't know why we didn't try to blitz him or we played tighter coverage because all he did was when when his first we wasn't there, he just checked it off to Alvin Kamara. And sometimes Alvin Kamara was his only we like, literally, it, whether it was a, a one-yard uh, throw out the backfield to Alvin Kamara, he's going to throw it to him, or five-yard, like, I guess a curl route um, out the back for Al- Alvin Kamara. He's, he was going to throw it to him every single time. I don't know why we didn't play tighter on Alvin because that's literally his only weapon. He doesn't have Mike Thomas. Uh, he doesn't. He didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. The receivers barely got the ball like that. So I don't know why we really didn't pay more close attention to Alvin Kamara who basically killed us in the run game. I mean, in the passing game, excuse me, and, and a little bit in the run game as well. Um, for our, For the offensive side of the ball for us, the offensive line didn't play that bad, uh, but we still gave up four sacks. Um, Nick Foles has to play better. Um, at this point, <clears throat> as a person who really didn't want to bench Mitch, especially after one bad interception, uh, in in the Falcons game, that he, he should still be the starter. Um in the overtime it was what I think it was like fourth and ten, not that fourth and ten, third and ten or something like that. And if that was Mitchell Trubisky, he would have ran for the first down. It was like a it was a huge hole uh for Nick Foles to run but he backed up and got sacked and basically lost us three more yards after that and we ended up punting to the same two. Uh drove it down the field and kicked the game on he field goal. Uh Nick Foles has not played well. He was supposed to come into the game uh, replacing Mitch and be that quarter, that veteran quarterback who knows the offense uh, like the back of his hand, and he hasn't showed that at all. People, Nick Foles fans are going to say it's because of the offensive line, yes, that may be true to a certain point, but I haven't seen anything different. I've actually seen a worse offense. You know, uh, At least with Mitchell, we were able to run the ball and, and, and use his legs to a certain extent, and when, when, when we, at that point, when the offensive line did play bad and did break down, Mitchell was able to escape out the pocket using his legs and uh, make a play. So that's something we're not going to see when Nick Foles as a quarterback. He's not a runner at all. Um, what else? The receivers play well. Um, I, I, definitely a good game from Allen Robinson. He still needs to be extended. Darnell Mooney had a big catch, um, a fifty yard a fifty yard catch uh, on Marshawn Lattimore. So I, I was great to see. I, I kind of knew so, at some point we were uh, that Nick Foles and, and Mooney was gonna uh, connect on, on one of those deep on one of those deep throws that uh, that led to um, an amazing catch and touchdown by Allen Robinson. Like I said before, running game we were able to get it going. Um, I I, I guess we were able to get it going. I think Dar- uh, David Montgomery had like ninety yards. So uh that's the most we've had in the last four weeks of the first half um in in total so i guess that's that's a positive uh for this offense uh tight end play was wasn't that good you know we we saw cole can make it the ball one time and uh you know saints fans might call that a fumble but uh he caught it jimmy graham dropped a couple balls that that were kind of iffy like he was not wouldn't say wide open but uh at, a, at times he like all he had to do was catch it and he slowed down so um what else? Like I said before, the offensive line play was, was, was not that bad. You know, we still gave him four sacks, but well, we did see a lot of injuries. We saw Bobby Massey go, uh, go out for the rest of the game in the first quarter. J.C. Sprague came in, he got hurt, and then we saw Rashad Coward get kicked out to, what is that, right tackle? Yeah, right tackle, and then we put him Alex Bars. And once Jason Sprague came back in the game, uh, you know, the, the offensive line still uh, continued to play not that good. Uh, this this game us us losing this it doesn't shock me like I said before I felt like we had multiple chances to win that game especially in overtime when we got the ball um and we were able to drive down the field a little bit but um that game shouldn't have went to overtime we were playing horrible in the second half uh that that just shows me that this team has heart and grit uh I love Matt like I said before I love Matt Nagy as a head coach but sometimes his his play calling is not that good his awareness is not that good and like Zach said I, um him and him and Nick Foles are definitely failing this team.
0: I mean, okay, in complete honesty, I love Matt Nagy too, man, but it it's just its kind of ridiculous. This dude came in 2018, showed us so much promise. He looked like he was an offensive genius. And since then, he has done nothing for this offense. I mean, I know the offensive line is bad. I know that that is a big problem, and he can't call the plays that he wants to. But, I mean, if you just look at the plays he's calling, there's multiple third downs where he's running off, off Montgomery off of tackles out of the shotgun. It's, it's unnecessary. He just calls plays his awareness. Like you said, just, it doesn't seem there at some points in the game. And that, that just comes from, we. I mean, you guys maybe not be as upset as I am about this game, but this game was in reach. In fact, we had momentum. It was up, we were up 13 to three at one point and it looked like we were going to dominate them that game. It looked like we had complete control of the New Orleans Saints. They were missing Michael Thomas. They're missing Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Rankins went out in the middle of the game, their defensive tackle, who's a starter. He was massive in the the run game, and and David Montgomery was still able to get a break. Nick Foles, just to me, if you're going to have a bad offensive line, if you're going to blame the offensive line, at this point, what we saw last week is the pressure gets Nick Foles, and he folds. So you have to change it up. Mitch Trubisky has to be the one that you're going to go to if the pressure is going to get to the quarterback. If it's there, then you need somebody who's going to be mobile. The NFL is changing, and Matt Nagy isn't adapting to that. You need Just because you can't play Mitch under your scheme doesn't mean you shouldn't be utilizing him or doesn't mean that you should be trying to use foals and force your scheme down his throat. He's not going to be able to do it for you. He's just not. He was an accurate quarterback at one point. He's a guy who can manage the game. But you know what, when our offense is struggling this badly and our defense is top 10, you need to change things up. You changed it up before, Mitch was playing better, that's the end of the story. I, uh, to me, I just it's just really, really infuriating to think about the opportunities that we had in this game, the un, how undisciplined we were, uh, taking defensive penalties. And you know what, some of the defensive penalties I don't agree with, but regardless, you have to be better. And the offense just doesn't look good. Javon Wims, I mean, I'm not really completely upset with Javon Wims, to be honest. I felt like he was sticking up for his teammates. Matt Nagy uh, in a post game, in the postgame press conference said he's infuriated about that uh, and doesn't like that incident at I mean, all. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But go ahead, Parth.
1: Yeah, see, for him to be infuriated with that is – uh, complete BS. Uh, at the end of the day, this team needs to play better. I don't know how he is infuriated with the offense Play calling here in Chicago. I mean, uh, if you call yourself an offensive genius, you need to start putting up 30 points per game. At the end of the day, this offense is not doing what it needs to do. Uh, you know, uh, Javon Wims was out there protecting his boys. At the end of the day, it's a brotherhood. This team's brotherhood in the locker room. What Wims did, yes, we will get him disciplined by the NFL and even the team. We might see Wims get cut and see Riley really take his spot in the uh, roster. But at the end of the day, the, Javon Wims was just trying to prove to his brothers that he's there He's there to stick for, stick up for them For the, at the end of the day. Uh, this offense, on the other hand, has not been sticking up, uh, hasn't been playing to the expectations. And like you said, Nick Foles was supposed to be that veteran quarterback who'd come in, you know, be able to hit the deep balls and get those wins. Um, And when he came in against that game against Atlanta, he brought that spark, uh, that new change, uh, You know, it excited the team and it got the team on back on track and which led us to beating the Falcons. I feel like Mitch Trubisky would do the same right now, uh, even though it's putting another, your old guy back in, I feel like it provides spark uh, to the team, the offense again. You know, you know, if you can get there, and you know, quickly get a couple runs and get this play calling open again, I think it could help the Bears out a lot. And, you know, at the end of the day, we could see them going back and forth. Uh, it's it's a thing that has happened in the past with other teams. Uh, if, if it comes down to that, I would not be opposed, but I think we should, be seeing a quarterback change for next week, but that's a whole nother discussion to have. Oh, So Zach, before
2: you move on, I want to talk also about what you just said. Um, so first with the Javon Williams thing, I agree with Parth, you know, um, I don't know how Nick, not Nick folks, Matt Nagy is infuri- infuriated with that. When one, uh, like Parth said, he was sticking up for his teammate. Uh, uh at first, at first when I seen him like Javon, what's that for? But then, uh, uh I don't know who I uh, was That Fox or whatever. Uh, they showed that, uh, Cha- Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson put his hand in uh, Anthony Miller's face and was is talking crap and basically, basically was was uh trying to you know trying to get Anthony's head. And I, I don't I don't mind that Javon did that. It was probably the wrong time to do that. But once again, if I'm in that same situation, I would probably do it. I'm sticking up for my teammate, a uh, person that I, I've I've been around with these last three years because they came in they came with each other and tied the same draft. So uh, especially in that receiver room, uh. All of our wide receivers are very close friends. You, you see them talk a lot. And you see them hanging around a lot. So, um, I don't. I don't mind Javon for doing that. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get cut because that. We, that's something he hasn't did uh, his whole ten- tenure here. But uh, we'll we'll see. Um, and also well, about the quarterback situation, I haven't really been a, a big Nick Foles fan. If you've been watching our podcast for the last six or seven months, when we when we traded for him, I was always a Mitchell guy. I'm still going to be a Mitchell guy because I don't see anything different. Um, in this offense, like I said before, I see a worse offense. Um, through, through three, three, two and a half games, uh, Mitchell had six touchdowns, and five games, uh, Nick Foles only has eight, and he's basically averaged uh one touchdown and one interception this whole this whole time he's been a starter. Uh, so I, I don't, like I said I would I would if if I'm Nagy, I would possibly look at and putting Mitchell Trubisky back in. You know, that's we need a spark. Um, you know, we've lost these last two games. Uh, this this was a uh, I'm not gonna say a, a better loss because no loss is no loss is better than another one but uh, this was a close game we were still in it and um, overtime compared to last week where we were down 14 uh, at the end of the game so uh, we 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 didn't give up and that's all that matters but this offense has has to get better our defense gave up 26 this week and in 24 last week that's because the offense keeps putting them back on the field in bad situations against good against good play callers like Sean McVay and. Um, and and Peyton. so, um, I will, like I said before, I will put him, I will put Mitch back in, but just because of his ability to to run the ball and and uh, make basically make nothing out of some make some, something nothing out of something uh, with his with the ability to get out of pocket and stuff like that. But uh, I'll let Zach continue to what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Javon Wims, but in all honesty, uh, like you were saying, that may have been the wrong time and it may have been a little undisciplined. But he's sticking up for his teammates, and you know what. He's shown more heart just in that play than Matt Nagy has all season to me. Just saying. So um, <laughs> i just gonna. I want to move on here. Uh, Cairo Santos had an amazing outing, and I think I, I don't know how um, Parth and Jalen feel about this, uh, but Bears fans certainly seem to think that Eddie Pinero's t- time in Chicago is probably done. Uh, I mean, Cairo Santos has come out here and uh, he has done nothing but been, you know, pinpoint accurate. Uh, for the Bears uh, kicking and got off to a struggle at the beginning of the season. But since then has been lights out. I mean, that that three for three on the night, I, I have nothing else to say. He was amazing tonight. So I'll let you guys talk about it and, and see what you guys think.
1: Yeah, he's been amazing since he's been here. Uh, I was never sold on Eddie. Pinheiro even after last year uh, I think he went 84% last year but I was never super sold on him and for Kyra to come in here and you know be super productive this year and I think today sealed the deal for me I think that 51 yard field goal to see him make it that in our around 25 mile per hour wind gust in Chicago in Soldier Field uh, in a big game like this it, it means a lot to me uh, you know the team team teams appreciative that you know he, he's just been amazing all year and I think he's going to be the kicker of the future I feel a lot more safe when he's kicking the ball too you know I'm more relaxed when he's in the game. Compared to Pinero too. I don't know about you guys.
2: Uh, same here. I was, um, you know, I wanted to basically wait out and see before I say Carlos Santos was our was our kicker over Eddie, just because Eddie didn't. Uh, he actually, you know, kicking eighty four percent. I would love to see eighty four percent a season. You know, I want to see one hundred percent, but it's the NFL kickers aren't gonna miss. You know, every all kickers are are, are humans and humans make mistakes, but. Uh, like like you, like Parf said, see him making that huge kick, uh, to put us in overtime when the Bears' offense couldn't really get put him in a good uh a better range. You know, it was a 51 yarder. I was hoping for the Bears' offense to at least can get, convert to uh, make it like a 45 or something like that. So, um, you know, the best ability is availability. And Cairo, not Cairo, uh, Eddie Pinheiro has basically been hurt for most of his time in Chicago uh, with with hamstrings and stuff like that. So, um, I agree with both Parf and what Zach said. Um, unless he starts to play horrible over these next um, couple games and Cairo, I mean, not Cairo, Eddie becomes healthy and kicks well. Cairo is our, our, our kicker for, uh, and, you know, and to prove it otherwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's good to see it. That was a test for Cairo Santos. It's good to see that at least Matt Nagy has trust in him to be able to go out there and hit that 51 yard field goal for the game. Uh, it was obviously very crucial and needed and, and uh, he even got iced. So, it's good to see that when I saw that timeout right before he kicked it, I uh, had a lot of flashbacks. So Yeah, there, you, you um, and me
2: both. You and me both.
0: Yeah, so that, that was a little worrying, but Kyra Santos came up clutch and proved everybody that uh, he's got the the chance here to be the starter down the road. And what a pickup by pace, honestly. I never heard of this dude, and he comes in, and he, <laughs> he's been amazing. So uh, let's get right into our MVPs of the game. It's a, a little easier to pick out because – This is one of the Bears' highest – higher scoring games, I should say. Um, So I'll I'll see what you guys have. But for offense, I'm going to go with Allen Robinson here. Uh, There's a lot of mentionable players on offense like David Montgomery. Uh, Anthony Miller also had a really good game. And I don't – hopefully nobody is going to be, you know, going on a rant about Anthony Miller after this game. I think he had a tremendous game, was extremely clutch down the stretch. And he did drop that one ball, but in all honesty, it was a low pass from Nick Foles. And yeah, that is one that you have to have. But regardless, I, so, I still think he had an amazing game, eight yards or eight receptions for 73 yards, excuse me, the most receptions of the Bears offense. And then Alan Robinson is my offensive player of the game. Uh, he had that amazing layout uh, catch for the touchdown, had six receptions for 87 yards, an average 14.5 yards per reception, and was targeted seven times. So he went six for seven. Um, but, yeah, I'll uh, I'll pass it over to Parth, and then we'll go to Jalen.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney for the MVP of the game. You know, Allen Robinson was great the whole entire game, too, but I think Mooney, you know, brought that speed to the game. Uh, today we saw him get a nice little 50-yard catch early on in the game, and then he had the touchdown, I think, in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Mooney's been proving to us that he's a great pick. Uh, he was a fifth-rounder. I think Ryan Pace has really hit on this one. It'll definitely help him – If it comes down to keeping his job, this draft class was definitely one way that he can persuade the owners to keep his job. This draft class has been incredible all year. Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet, and then Darnell Mooney in the fifth round. But yeah, I think Mooney is going to be a great uh, addition to this Bears offense on going forward. I think we need to start using him more. Uh, Five catches today, I think he needs to get at least six or seven targets a game. We saw Anthony Miller get involved a lot today, too. I was never going to go on a rant about Miller. I think he had an excellent game, a bounce back game. Uh, he's been struggling recently, and for him to come out and play this well for us was a huge, huge plus.
2: As a as train go off in the background, uh, I want I yeah. want. I, uh, I thought Parks was going to pick Allen Robinson as well, so I was going to go with Darnell. But I'm still going Darnell. Um, he got that, like I said before, he had that 50 yard catch. Um, that basically uh, was our best of the game that led to a, uh, another touchdown by another amazing catch by uh, Allen Robinson. Dono has continued to prove that uh, we have we found something in the fifth round. I remember uh, going back on a couple videos, not a couple videos, back to the um, around April when we first drafted him um I don't, I don't when we re, I think it's either when we reacted to the pick alone or we reacted to the whole draft class. I told you or well, I told Parth's uh, Chris that Darnell Mooney is uh was going to be our wide receiver 3. I was wrong because he's our wide receiver 2. So um I'm, that was probably the only time that I want to be wrong about a player. Uh, was that um I expected him to be worse than uh, he actually is. So um Darnell Mooney, as has, like I said he's conti- proved to to be a, a very good wide receiver. Um, he's he's going to make plays this the rest of the season and the rest of the season and and more um, as, as his career goes on with the Bears.
0: Yeah, no, he's awesome. I love Darnell Mooney and he had such a good game today. I mean, the, you've seen back to back to back games where he just gets open on these deep balls. So I mean, we knew coming straight out of the draft that this was exactly the player he was, and he's translating his game directly from college to the NFL, and it's amazing. And hopefully, we can continue hitting him down the stretch here. Uh, Nick Foles, I think I uh, had another pass to him. That was around another 40, maybe 50-yard pass uh, later in the game. Uh, Not the first one that he threw, which was a lot earlier in the game. But um, the second one, he was extremely close, but Nick Foles just missed it and threw it behind him. Uh, I I think there was a little bit of contact there still, but Mooney did have to cut back, so I wouldn't really – I'm not saying that the refs should call it something there, but he's shown to be a beast, uh, and hopefully he can continue to improve. But – Uh, We're going to go to the Chicago defensive MVP of the game. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious here for me. Uh, I do want to say, though, Danny Trevathan has been seriously amazing for us the past few games. Uh, He's been great in 10 tackles, and uh, he's come up big for the Bears here. But uh, I'm going with Roquan Smith, who had 11 total tackles, nine solo tackles, uh, and had two tackles for a loss as well as a pass deflected. Uh, so that is my defensive MVP, uh, MVP of the game. Uh, he had a great outing, and we'll see what Parth has.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, – I was going to go with Roquan Smith, but since he went with him, I'm going to go with Danny Trevathan. You mentioned him before. He's been amazing uh, the last couple games, especially he had a rough start to the year. A lot of people were calling for his head. You know, why didn't we sign Nick Kwiatkowski? Why didn't we keep Kevin Pierre-Lewis? But, you know, Danny Trevathan, his veteran presence, uh, we we can't – lose that at the end of the day and he's been amazing the last couple of games especially today the couple tackles he had in kamara at the end of the game saved the game for us uh we did lose the game but you know at the end of the day he did force it forced it to go to overtime Uh he's been balling out and hopefully he can keep it going
0: yeah I'm, i don't know if Jalen's here at the moment but he'll be back in a second uh but i do want to talk about i mean on, on defense as well uh barcavius mingo has been amazing in my opinion i think i yeah he's shown seriously he's underrated he uh he came into this team, and I'm not really sure where he was going to be if he was really going to be playing this season. But today, I mean, you saw multiple times he was breaking through the, the line and, and getting to these dump-offs, uh, these screens that uh, Drew Brees was throwing to Kamara and, you know, all of the other targets he had. Uh, he was breaking through that line and was able to get pressure on the quarterback all, all day. So uh, shout-out to him because he's been playing pretty well, and that is, a, that is a guy to keep your eye on for in the future.
2: Uh, hopefully, you can groom him
0: into uh, a great defensive pass rusher here. But um, I'm just going to – My
2: defensive MVP is going to go to Roquan. Roquan's been completely – I'm pretty sure that Parth and Zed also picked Roquan because how, could, how can you not? Roquan's been flying over the field. We saw him break up passes, get tackles for loss, um, put pressure on Drew Brees uh, at certain points. Roquan ha- having an all-pro year, um, in my opinion, he had, what, 11 tackles, uh, which led the team. So – uh, after, I'm not going to say having a down season, but having like a weird season with him missing a game uh, due to personal reasons, I guess, and uh, he, he was ruled out indefinitely and came back the next game and then uh, he got hurt, so after having a, a down 2019 season, um, when it was really good, because he, he was on pace to uh, shatter how many tackles he had in his rookie season, and he also had a good rookie season as well, so uh, Roquan's coming to be one of the next great Bears linebackers. Um, this team has uh, this defense has basically been, or like I said, this team has basically had a bunch of great linebackers. We had Erlacher, uh, Kiss, Singletary, um, Jarrell Freeman at, at a point. Uh, I don't even know why I brought up his name, but uh, Briggs. So this team is very good at having um, superstar linebackers, and I think we found another one in Roquan. If he continues to play this well and, and stay healthy, um, I definitely think uh, he's a pro bowler and an all-pro this year. So, uh, yeah, that's my defensive MVP.
0: Yeah, I also want to say one real quick thing before we get into what we have to talk about before we face the Titans next week. Uh, But Dwayne Harris uh, was signed and Ted Ginn was uh, inactive today. And that's likely his last game there in Chicago was last week against L.A. Rams. Uh, But he uh, Dwayne Harris had three punt returns and he caught every ball. And if I'm not mistaken, last week, uh, Ted Ginn did not take a single punt return, uh, did not catch one. Uh, and it's, I'm really happy to see that seriously, because, uh, although Johnny Hecker was absolutely booting it last week, um, it is really important in special teams to be able to, and I don't know if you guys caught it, but, uh, the play where, uh, they, they punted it and Dwayne Harris jumped in front of the ball and caught it, didn't allow it to bounce. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson was pushed over him. I don't know if you guys remember that play, but that was huge because, uh, if that play, if that ball did bounce further, it could have been inside of the 10 yard line for all we know. Uh, but it's really good to see the special teams uh, made a move, and hopefully we can continue to see him do stuff uh, for punt returning the, in the future. But let's get right into what we have to talk about before we go, uh, before we go and face the Titans next week. Uh, I'm going to start off with Parth, and we'll go in a circle from Parth Jalen to me.
1: Derrick Henry. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh the Titans did just lose this week to the Bengals, so that's something to keep note of. Uh the Titans are a beatable team at the end of the day, and the Bears can beat almost any team in this league. Actually they can beat anyone. Uh this team has the potential to do that, and I think they have a great shot at beating the Titans next week, as long as, as we can uh slow down Derrick Henry. There is no such thing as stopping Derrick Henry at the end of the day. Um so if the Bears are able to slow him down, I feel like we have a great chance as Ryan Tannehill has a tougher time when Henry isn't going. I mean, today we saw them, you know, Derek Henry had 112 yards off 18 carries today. Tannehill had 233 yards and two touchdowns. So I guess their defense led up on Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, I guess the Bears have to attack the ball. Um, that Titans defense isn't as strong as the Saints defense, in my opinion. So I think we have a better chance offensively to match up against them. But defensively, I think it's going to be a tougher task.
2: Yeah, same here. I'm scared about what Derrick Henry is going to do to us um, in, in the running game. I don't think um, I don't haven't checked, but I, he definitely had over a hundred rushing yards uh, against the Bengals. But I don't know what, how how he was able to run over. Uh, um, the Steelers, the Steelers have probably the best defense in the league, probably the best team in the league. They're, only, they're the only only defeated team so far. So um, they're probably going to be bad coming into this game. They're on a two-game losing streak after starting off 5-0. and And we're on a two-game winning streak after starting uh, 5-1. and So this is basically going to be um, a game of, of losing streaks. Whoever can break it, uh, hopefully it's going to be the Bears. But if we're able to stop um, the running game, and Derrick Henry, who's their best player, and put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's Tannehill hands and make us, make him beat us. Ryan Tannehill has played played well, but I'm still not confident that he's going to be able to pass the ball uh, on our secondary because he wasn't able to do it on the Bengals, and the Bengals have a, um, a, a way worse secondary than we do. So definitely scared about this upcoming matchup. I really wanted to, to win these NFC games uh, so we can have the tiebreakers over them or head-to-head games over them when it comes down to the wild card. But, you know, uh, that's in the past now uh, on the Tennessee.
0: Yeah. uh, So just just running through the stats really quick. Derrick Henry had 18 carries for 112 yards today against the Bengals. Uh, And Ryan Tannehill had 18 completions for on 30 attempts for 233 yards, uh, two touchdowns and one interception. Was sacked one time for a loss of 10 yards. Uh, So, I mean, it's a lot easier to say than it is to do, which is to stop Derrick Henry. Um, and, you know, obviously we haven't been able to really do that. Our, our rushing defense is uh, middle of the pack. It's 16th. In, in fact, and, uh, our passing defense is eighth. So, uh, Ryan Tannehill might have trouble passing against us next week. Let's hope Corey Davis had an amazing game. Uh, eight receptions for 128 yards. Uh, one touchdown. And yeah, I mean, you guys said it yourselves. We have to be able to shut down Derek Henry, which again is a lot easier to say than to do, but you know, it's it's game plan and you know exactly who he's going to go to. And yeah, I agree. I think that the Titans defense is not as strong as the Saints, uh, but they're also not missing a lot of pieces uh, compared to who the Saints were missing on offense today. So uh, let's see how this one turns out. And yeah, I mean, that'll pretty much do it for us. Uh, If you are not subscribed yet, please go ahead and do that. Like the video, uh, share it with a friend or another person who loves Chicago Bears and Uh, All of our social media links are in the description. If you want to find Parth, Jalen and my Instagram, uh, our fan pages are in the description. Uh, But other than that, uh, stay safe out there. I hope everybody had a good Halloween weekend. I hope that, you know, your Monday is a little bit better than hopefully, you know, next week we can come out and beat the Titans. So uh, that'll do it for us. But thanks and have a uh, have a good one. Stay safe and bear down. Peace out.